0: Hi, welcome to Cyan Club Podia. This is where I talk about science in everyday life. I dedicate this podcast to kids and their whole family to enjoy. And anyone who wants to listen from a kid's perspective. Enjoy! Yay! Hi, everyone. I hope I can... Hi
1: oh,
0: everyone. sorry, sorry. Okay.
1: It's
0: okay, it's okay. Hi, today. Hi, everyone. So, today I'm recording this at 4.30pm on a Sunday afternoon and um, I'm here because I just want to address this, this following issue about plastic pollution and plastic pollution is really harmful to marine species because um, from, from a study in 2015 they, they found out that actually 90% of seabirds have eaten plastic so I want to talk today with a special guest, and it's Katias. And Katias is the CEO of Sustaination. And then she wrote a book, and then it's an online platform that is meant to help people understand a sustainable life. Hi, Katias. Hi, Reiner. Hi, everyone. Mm-hmm. So I know that you got your MSc in Sustainable Energy at the TU of Delft in Netherlands, is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Can um, <laughs> yeah. I tell you that I really like this book because it tells how to compost and I actually am planning to start compost because usually we always see leaves falling down and then my mum doesn't like it when she has to sweep them, so she wants to make a compost place where we can put all of the dry leaves and then we can actually grow a plant. And that's really amazing how compost works. And Katya I know that you have a really huge passion in education and sustainability, and Katya just for um, a quick question, what is sustainability in view
1: in environment? Well, yeah, sustainability has a very broad meaning, actually. So, it's not, if you talk about sustainability, it's not only about the envir- environment, but it's a way of life to sustain the environment, the earth, to be able to sustain the resources, you know, that is available on earth uh, to be used in the future so it means that whatever we do today uh, that is impacting our uh, the, that will have impacts towards uh, our uh, future generation I agree. so uh, yeah so we if we live today it it has impact uh, to the future generation that is why what um, what uh, our choice uh, will um um shape the, the our children and grandchildren so um yeah um to sustain resources to sustain the earth that um that the future generation can live at least uh, within uh, the same um condition like we have right now so it's not worse better um that it stays the same you know if we talk about the condition of the earth right now, uh, it is very, um, 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 de- uh, den- um, not dangerous, but uh, a sad situation because a lot of researchers have shown that uh, the future of uh, the earth will be at stake if we are doing what we do right now at, uh, at this speed. So it is important to you know uh, reduce our impact towards the environment so that the future's generation can live like we do today. So I think that is what um, sustainability sustainability means for me. Mm-hmm.
0: And Um because you talking about sustainability, um, I want to ask the question, when was the first time that you got interested in science? I've asked this to a lot of guests, but I just want to know how everyone does it. So when was the first time that you did science? And Can you tell me some childhood memories about um, your first experiment or how you first liked science, your first book about science?
1: About well, science. Well, I always loved science uh, when I was a kid. I actually loved biology and chemistry. Biology and chemistry are my favorite subjects uh, during uh, my junior high school, I think. And I got chemistry subject during my senior high, and that was uh, my favorite, the like the number one favorite subject. So, um, I love when I have to put my um, lab coat. And then do some experiment experiment in the in the laboratory in my school, and uh, anything related to you know um, making um, um, you know experiments with uh, chemical ingredients, it excites me a lot. So yes. the best uh, actually the best time for me uh, to learn science is during my high school because at that time I know about chemistry a lot, and I love that subject. <laughs> yes. It's like kind of like me because
0: i like biology because i like because like you like pouring different chemicals into different vials the thing that i like about biology and it's my dream yes. i like when i try to understand these tiny microbes and then i like how i can appreciate that um there's like millions or thousands of bacteria that can fit on um, the point of a needle i like to just Think about that. There's smaller creatures like us, like ants. They're they're quite interesting, and cells most of all. They're really interesting. So about your childhood memories, yeah, yeah. katia asks, what's your favorite molecule? Because I, I have a favorite molecule, and that's water because of how simple it is.
1: Well, what's your favorite molecule? It's more. Yeah, like I also. Yeah, I also like water. It's it's amazing to me how water can uh, fit in um, um, in all spaces. You know, uh, water is li- when when it's liquid, it can fit to all uh, containers, mm-hmm. and when uh, yeah, it's very interesting that it's a stable chemical um, chemical uh, uh, um, ingredient like H2O. It's very stable um, uh, structure. So yeah, we have the same co- uh, thing. We have common thing. We also, I also love water,
0: <laughs> and
1: it's very essential for us, right, to live.
0: <laughs> like because like seventy percent of our body is made out of water, and can I tell you that um, True. there's like water becomes less dense when it freezes, and freezing is like a term when it's being solid. So water actually loses density when it becomes solid. It's like, it's a really rare chemical to do that. And about that, can you tell me yeah, about yeah. the three R's? Because I know that some of them are like reduced, reuse, and recycled. And why are they in that particular order? Does that have to do with um, how, how, about the different effects on the environment? And can you tell me what
1: the three R's are and any new facts? Yeah, we do know about three Rs, right? This uh reduce, reuse and recycle. But uh if you read my book, I have the six Rs, which starts from rethink. Oh I know like um refuse. It's, it's like refuse. I thought I just
0: Yeah, refuse, reduce, reuse, recycle what? Invisible
1: page. Oh I found it. Yes, there's there's five Yes, that five R's, but I think the newest version of my writing uh, it should be six R's because it should start with riffing. So you need to think about anything what you are doing, what you are planning to buy, because anything that we are doing right now will uh, have impact towards the environment and will have impacts uh, for the future for our future generations. So, and to think about uh, our activity is to think about something that we are uh, planning to buy is actually free it costs nothing because you have to you, you know just rethink having second thought about doing something or buying some uh, some stuffs so um, if you don't really need it then you don't have to buy it Like a lot of uh, time, uh, people tend to buy something or do something because they actually only want it or they simply just do it or buy something uh, because of uh, the pride or living a lifestyle, you know, because they need to, you know, be accepted to, uh, to the society. Which if we look at it again, we don't actually need it. So that is what happened in our society right now. Yeah, when like, we buy something that we, yeah, no, I'm, you go on. Sorry, you go on. Oops. Okay, when we buy something that we, okay, when we don't, when we buy something source. You know what i mean because uh, something we buy uh, something that we buy from marketplace from e-commerce for example like tiny i don't know tiny tiny stuffs especially girls wanting some stuff like uh, from china it's uh, super cheap and it's cute but uh, after one or two months it ends up uh, to your uh, in the trash bin so it's such a waste of resource you know Yeah. Um, So, by having second thought, um, to rethink about whatever we are doing or we are planning, it's actually saving a lot of resources and it's saving a lot of money.
0: Yeah, and can I tell you about plastic pollution? But actually, some countries have actually shipped tons of giant plastic things called Bales, they they took tons of them into China and then China reprocessed them, and China's economy grew until one day they banned um, those bale transports from the US because they were contaminated. Because, just like you said during our call, like I'm gonna get this paper that I just found. If this piece of paper is contaminated with a marker, let's say, but I don't have a marker right now, then then someone wants to use a marker, let's say the marker ink seller, he wants to use that, but he can't take it off. So we need energy to replace that marker ink out of the paper and then the paper person wants the paper, and then we're gonna have to shred it up, and we can't recycle it if it's like that. So that's why China refused to um, recycle it because it was too contaminated. So do you think that when we're doing um, our recycling, do you think that we should have to separate the materials before?
1: Yes, yes. Uh, it's very important to have the, our waste uh, separated and clean to be able to have it uh, well recycled. Because um, it's not like, uh, recycle is very energy intensive process. It requires such a huge amount of energy with cleaning, with uh, pressing, with shredding, with everything. So it requires such a huge amount of energy. So when uh, the waste is being contaminated, um, it's uh, too expensive to be processed. I don't know if it's able to be processed but what I know it's too expensive to be processed mm-hmm. that nobody wants to recycle it. So it's very important to separate our waste then uh, you know to be able to have it uh, very easy to re- be uh, to be recycled. And what I know about this China ban on the waste from the US it's also happening in Malaysia and also I think it was in Indonesia. Oh, yeah. Uh so some of the Western countries send paper waste to Indonesia, but inside this this paper waste, uh, there are some uh, like uh, single-use plastics, like uh, multi-layers plastic, like um, very thin layers of plastics. Plastics they are very hard to be recycled. To recycle, and then uh, yeah, some organization organization found this, and then this uh, plastic actually uh salt in East Java uh, and they use it as a fuel uh, to burn the plas- uh, they burn the plastic and they use it for a fuel to make tofu. So yeah it's 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 uh, yeah it's uh, out of my mind actually. <laughs> so yeah it's it's happening uh, in East Java. Uh, I think there are plenty of uh, reports and documentaries if you want to watch. Uh, there is this uh, movie called Pulau Plastic that is uh, available online right now. I think you can watch it. It's a very good movie and uh, it's specifically uh, discussing about this plastic pollution uh, about this uh, Western country. They send this paper waste but illegally, you know, insert plastic waste into our country that is very sad <laughs> and our country used uh, people in our country use this plastic waste uh, to burn it and, and use it as a fuel to make tofu so it's pretty um, sad situation actually. Yeah.
0: And also, can I I tell you about where they burn plastic for their tofu? Because I remember watching a documentary, and it's not pool of plastic, it was this different one, because I tried to find pool of plastic, but I couldn't. And then I found this documentary, and then there's this person, and then he visited some countries, and then in the countries, there are people, and then they cook their food by, by burning plastic, and then they found it on the side of the beach, and then they picked it up. And then it turned out that um, when he visited it, he started coughing a lot. And then he wondered why they weren't coughing. And then they, they said that they got used to the coughing. And then they studied about the smoke. And then it turns out that the smoke contains lots of dangerous chemicals, dangerous for the lungs. And that's why plastic might be dangerous because, like, if there's lots of plastic, then it might force. Because it's available everywhere, it washes up on shores. People might use it, and then they might be unaware of the dangers. And then, you know, like it's really dangerous if you were to
1: inhale toxic chemicals. Yeah, yeah, true. So I, I, I think I also watched that movie. I think, but I forgot the title. That is happening in the Pacific Island, right? Somewhere in Vanuatu, or yeah, that tiny Pacific Island countries, I think. But I forgot the name of the movie as well. Yeah. <laughs> and also, there's ac- there's actually this islands and then when the island had its
0: independence day, it was um had lots of cargo tanks, and then like until now um it's been had so much trash, and then there there were people, and then we had to live on silts, and then. They said that the world out there seems like it's a world of plastic and the shores were full of plastic waste, plastic bottles, plastic toys and yeah. there's everything in there, and then and then I felt a bit sad for them that we're actually polluting it. So Katyas, what do you think? Should we actually completely stop plastics or is there this upside into keeping plastics? Well, we plastics, Katia?
1: well well i don't think that stopping uh, like we have like stopping plastic is the right answer because actually plastic is very good materials to have especially if you uh, work in a medical um industries it's it's very helpful right uh, to, to be used to save people's life it's actually, actually very useful so to stop like entirely stop the plastic production. I don't think that is the correct answer, um, but I do think we need to be more responsible in the uh, production plastic um, in, in in terms of the yeah the the production and um, um, the use of the materials. So, for example, if we can make um, some sort of um, um, circular system. Uh, To use the plastic over and over again. So, I think uh, that is more, um, 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 that is better for the environment and also the economy. For example, um, like when you have this plastic packaging with shampoo in it, you actually only need the shampoo or the soap, right? You don't need a bottle. So, Imagine if you can have this uh, uh, sh- shampoo packaging to be returned to the manufacturer oh, and then to be refilled again and again and again. So that is, uh, I think, that is the best solution uh, to have right now. So we don't uh, actually need to stop the plastic production entirely, but we can have this uh, circular system when. We only make this plastic uh, plastic to be used over and over again in a circular system. Yeah, you know what you said about that
0: um, when they get the packaging they just need the soap and then they bring it back. I think there's actually this um company named Zero and then it's like this grocery and then they deliver it to your house and then and then after you're done with, with the ingredients, they will ask you to bring them back and then they'll wash it and then they'll try to recycle it if it's made of plastic or something else, or like paper, and then they're going to bring it back to other things and then they gain money to make more of them and then more people can actually start using things that have zero, um, that have no harm to the environment.
1: Is that one that you mentioned? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we do have. Uh, yeah, I I think there are plenty of companies uh, right now uh, having the the same model. Uh, if you want, you can check Cradle to Cradle. They have uh plenty of resources saying about the circular system. Like one of the cleansing balm that I have, it's made in the UK, I think um and this cleansing bomb is um in the they 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 sell it in in, in the aluminum bottle with a plastic pump and when you finish you can return the bottle and they will clean it and refill it with the same products and to be sold again well actually like if we're talking about uh, soda like coke soda uh in the yeah 20 years ago <laughs> well, I actually uh, have this time with my grandmother when we buy Coke bottle in a glass, so back to the shop, and the shop owner will return it back to the manufacturer to be refilled it and reuse it over and over again. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's that's the beauty of aluminum and glass materials actually, but the problem about the glass is that it's very heavy so that is why a lot of manufacturer uh, tend to swap it with plastic because it's um, light it's lighter hence it's uh, cheaper for transportation but if we can use this same system with reusable plastics i think that's the best um, 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 uh, solution for for the economy and for the environment. Mm-hmm. And
0: Katya, you know that you say that plastic is harmful to the environment, can there be other materials that are harmful for the environment? Yeah. Like, um, different things that are in soap, like there might be different things in soap, like amphiphiles, can they be dangerous to the environment?
1: well um, yeah there are a lot of uh, um, ingredients not just plastics that are uh, dangerous to the environment for example like chemical ingredients like sodium laureate sulfate that is actually not biodegrade um, in the water in the environment and it's uh, widely available in shampoo and detergent and soap i think you can check it in your bathroom i'm pretty sure plenty of soap and uh, detergent and shampoo have this um, ingredient, this sodium laureth sulfate, and it's not biodegraded in the environment. Um, yeah, I think that is one example that is being used a lot. Uh, and then this palm oil derivatives. <clears throat> a lot of this person- personal care products use palm oil uh, derivatives, uh, chemicals from uh, palm oil, right? And palm oil is actually not harmful to the environment But this um, uh, palm oil plantation <laughs> is harming. Uh, it's harm to the environment so it's not the chemical but the way we produce palm oil is harmful so we cannot just see they cannot see something just you know at the end of the uh, lifetime but we can we, we should consider as uh, you know the entire life uh, lifetime of the product so it means we should consider where the material um the beginning of the materials until the materials is being disposed so when we talk about palm oil of course it's not dangerous to the environment at the end of this lifetime but the plantation is harmful for the environment so i think we should consider uh, the beginning of the lifetime of each of the materials as well mm-hmm. so cut Tia's um
0: Can you give me some examples of materials that you know that have some middle-of-a-lifetime dangers to the environment, like palm oil? Are there any other things similar to palm oil?
1: Uh, That is harmful from the beginning of the lifetime or what? From the middle to the beginning? middle to beginning hmm yeah I think palm oil is uh, one huge example because that is being used uh in a lot of uh, our daily products um what else um I think uh, something made from wood like paper but like paper, if you if we talk about paper, it's not harmful because if you if you talk about like paper, we can compost it or recycle it at the end of the, the the use, uh, right? But uh, we don't know actually if uh, the beginning of this uh, paper production is actually harmful to the environment or not. So that is also very important, so that is why we have this uh, Forest steward Council, I think, the FSC uh, stamp uh, certification when we buy like uh, paper products. They usually have this FSC products when they come, uh, yeah, when they certified the manufacturer if they produce this paper products coming from the renewable forest, something like that. So yeah. I think it's it's uh, it, it can be taken into account these paper products.
0: Remember when I said that um, that my mum is considering on making a compost plant somewhere out there? How does composting work? Is it as simple as yeah. worms um digesting them down into nutrition into nutritious stuff for plants? Is is
1: it simple? Yeah. That? well uh you like biology right you love biology right I love it. and we know that there are there are very tiny tiny creatures living in our earth called microbes right and these microbes are doing a f- such wonderful job for us humans they they biodegrade the organic materials with oxygen and that is what compost uh do like when we um have this organic waste in our home if we treat it um, um, carefully, and we can uh, change it into uh, fer- uh, 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 very good fertilizers called compost. Um, so for me, having compost in our home is like having a pad, But the pet are these microbes. So this mic, yeah. So these microbes will eat. <laughs> we'll eat your organic waste and transform it into a very good uh, fertilizers. So what we do is we give food, our organic waste, to our pet, to the microbes. And they will help to biodegrade it uh, and change it into fertilizers. It's a very interesting process if we look at, at you know, the science behind compost. Because, you know, um, the nature works such in a such a wonderful way. Imagine if you cannot have, if you don't have these microbes, you will have like like a mountain of organic waste that cannot biodegrade, and yeah, we will run out of space.
0: <laughs> and also, can I tell you that um, I have this soap thing and about the lauryl sulfate thing. I'm gonna check if it has it right now. Like, um, it's gonna take. Oh yeah, it said. It said sodium lauryl sulfate in this um in this soap in this one in this one it says lauryl
1: yeah. sulfate um i'll put it close yeah it said lauryl sulfate <laughs> yeah yeah it's being used uh because it's cheap. We do that that they call it a surfactant, it's like a chemical which can, you know, um um like uh, pull out the dirty, dirty clothes or dirty materials in your clothes or uh, in your skin. So it's called surfactant. But actually, there are plenty of um, uh, surfactants that is not harmful to the environment. And why do they use sodium sodium lauryl uh, sulfate? Because it's it's simply it's sim it's as simple as it's because it's cheap. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's cheap.
0: So yeah. <laughs> yes, um, you know um about all of these questions, like what was your dream when you was um little? What was your dream when you was little? Were you actually focused on doing about um sustainable energy or were you focused on something else and then you switched to sustainable energy? Probably through of the Influencers, is that correct?
1: <laughs> well, I do a lot of, have a lot of dreams actually. When I was at your age, I think I dream of uh, being a musician. <laughs> I know it's uh, very far away. I dream of having, um, um, you know, playing a violin as my, you know, job. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> but yeah uh, along the way uh, the, my dream changes so uh, I always dream uh, for having a world um, like a, for a better place if you're like uh, watching documentaries from National Geographic or BBC there is always one scientist doing something right yeah. like um, yeah researching about microbes about ocean about birds I always wanted to be that one so <laughs> yeah, that is why I love biology and I also have this interest in chemical chemistry so yeah anything related with with, with science you know because I always uh, believe that if you're um, you know science can um um, um uh, if you're good at science then this uh, science can make the world a better place. Yeah, if I you know. do it you know correctly of course. So the <laughs> so, bad it also can have you know uh, bad impacts if you do it wrong. The so world a better place to science. Um and that is why I, I study chemical uh, engineering and um uh, and, um and the sustainable energy because yeah I, I used to believe no but I, I, I still believe um, having this energy is very important to sustain our life but right now energy mostly energy coming still coming from fossil fuel so it is very important for us human to have transition towards renewable resources right yeah so yeah. <laughs>
0: Yes, and about your dream, how important do you think it is for kids to have dreams? Because I've asked this question to many of the guests and they have different responses and they always say that dreams are important yeah. for a reason. Why do you think dreams
1: should be important for kids? Yeah, to me having dreams are very important. Not only for kids actually, but also people like me, adults. Can also have dreams still as well. Like for me right now, I have a dream still have a dream to build the world uh, as a you know a, a world a better place. So that is why I choose to do whatever in my power to make positive impacts toward the environment and future generations. So that is why I create this sustainability as a you know online platform for people to learn anything about sustainability. But it is more important for kids as well because, you know, it gives our life purpose, meaning, and direction. So, it helps us to shape our goals, right? Uh, In the future, what do we want to do with our life? And not just our future, if uh, our dreams impacting positive, uh, having impacts towards the environment, then. We don't only talk about our future, but also the future of our surround surroundings. Maybe the future of the earth, depending on our dreams right now, you know? yeah. So yeah, to me it's very important for kids to have a dream. And
0: and also think that um kids should have dreams. Um I also believe that and adults and Everyone should have a dream because um, you can actually change it. Like my dream is to try to inspire um, people to um, know science, to have fun with the family and to learn with a family. And I always say to myself that um, the motto of is about like that learning starts with families and that is what we want to do and promote and i think that dreams are a really good way to help that like if someone wants to dream about dinosaurs which is very common then the parents might find the books for it and then the education might also follow with it and then his dream comes soon. like i think of that as amazing how families can actually promote happiness and you usually think of playtime as happiness but actually following your dream can also be happiness like oh I like dancers they're so interesting and then after you study after you get support from your family you're like whoa I'm, I'm so happier so I think of dreams as dreams is the basic meaning of happiness to me
1: Wow, yeah, I agree with you. I couldn't imagine a life without dreams though. Like you wake up in the morning and you don't actually have nothing to, you know, you don't have purpose. I think if you don't have a dream, you wake up like without purpose and I cannot imagine a life without a purpose. <laughs> Yeah, and
0: and that also like scares me because I'm like, what do I do in the morning? Oh, first I brush my teeth in the morning and next, what do I do? So that's why I think dreams are important just to keep you entertained with your education and with anything else and also for fun, because like doing what you've done since your, doing what you wanted to do since your childhood or since you were little is like,
1: respecting what you wanted to do yeah yeah true but also that uh, uh found that a lot of people are afraid to have a dreams right now i don't know why but i found that uh, sometimes people are afraid just to have a dreams because they found that it's too you know scary i don't know i i i used to feel that way like i'm afraid to you know to do something like about sustainability because i feel like it's not uh, having such a great impact but i need some support you know like support uh, someone to push me you know to catch my uh, to pursue my dream so it's very important for parents you know to um uh, support their kids uh living the dreams chasing the dreams Because I think if you you know sometimes it's very hard to chase your dreams, right? Yes, it's ups and downs. Hard and sometimes it's a bit easy, but when you
0: finally reach it, I think that it can actually um, it can negate all of your stress out if you finally reach your dream.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. But during the process, these ups and downs is very important to have like a very good support system. So whenever you're feeling down, you have the support system to push you up again. So it's very important for parents to support their kids uh, in chasing their dreams. Right?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yes. I think we've been doing it for about like. 40 minutes or maybe about like an hour and a bit and then um, had had really, a really, really nice time talking about um, different plastic pollutions and I just want to spread the message that um, if you share this message, but I'm going to start by now, um, re- rethink, refuse, reduce and recycle and rot, then we can help the earth because different kinds of saving the earth, all work to one thing together, a better planet, and that's what every, that's what recycling does, that's what composting does, that's what, um, thinking before you're going to the supermarket, do I need this, do I have to get this, that's what it all does, it always leads into a better planet, and that's why we have to start now, think before you, um, throw something away, can I recycle this, turn it into a new, um, turn it into a new bottle, can I, do I, do I need this? Um, am I wasting plastic on this? Can I put this, these leftovers into the compost? Yes or no. That works into a better world, and that can help us sustain the better environment for for lots of generations to come.
1: Okay, Katias, I really yes. enjoyed this podcast with you. <laughs> okay, Katias, I also Let's enjoy talk to talking to you. Thank you so much.
0: Okay, bye. Bye
1: bye. Thank you, Rainer. Bye
0: bye.